Hey, sports fans. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and I know there's no crying in baseball. I'm Jones, and I like the high, stinky cheddar. I'm Kudo, and heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wild of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Catch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. It's funny to me, too. Screw up. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Welcome, everyone, to episode number eight of Into Sports and Stuff. We're back at it, talking about all the things that happened in the world of sports. On tonight's episode, we take a deep dive into previewing the MLB season. We will also take a look at where we're at with the NHL and NBA return to play. And as always, we're grilling up our rare steaks of the week. This is Into Sports and Stuff. So, boys, we made it. Eight episodes without any action happening within the North American big sports leagues. Big four sports leagues, I guess I should say. Yep. We've, We've reached the, the peak, boys. So, as we record here on Wednesday, it's new baseball season eve. Uh, but through the magic of time travel, as you're listening to this on Friday, uh, the season's underway. The Yankees lost a heartbreaker to the Nats, 9-6. to six, uh, And I hope they don't win a game all year. Uh, but before we get into baseball, kudo, what's been happening in the NBA bubble? Well, today there's some uh, exhibition games happening in the bubble. And then I've noticed that they've also built a barbershop for the guys to get some haircuts and shoot the shit. Gotta stay fresh. Definitely Everyone do. Everyone likes a fresh do. I could use one. Did you guys see uh, any of the highlights of the uh, of the exhibition games that were going on today? I saw a little bit of it. It was uh, the Clippers and was it the Magic? Yeah, that was one of the games. Um, it was interesting. It's a little different watching the game. Um, hopefully, there's just working out the kinks on this too. But it's because it's not a regular. Um, not a regular venue for the NBA. It was the the camera shots were a little different. Um, probably um, not as easily to uh, to post the the cameras in position. Um, so I think that could be an interesting dynamic once the season resumes for them um, as to just you know how how different the TV quality may be. Hopefully, hopefully it's not noticeable. But I, I did notice in the highlights I saw. But hopefully that was just like a, a house camera or something. I know they've changed. I've noticed they changed the benches around. They've got like a three-tier seating, I guess, to keep them socially distanced on the bench instead of like them all crammed like side by side and touching knees and whatever else they do on the benches. You know. Yeah, and then you know the generic courts, obviously another another difference that uh, we don't normally see. You normally see the big Raptors logo in the middle of the court or the you know wherever, but it was just an NBA logo, I think, um, if I remember correctly. Um, and then just kind of a generic, you know, hardwood court. Um, so definitely not as uh, aesthetically pleasing as uh, as we're used to with the NBA. That'll be interesting to see if you think they'll change out any logos or anything on that or just leave it NBA the whole time. I would say the mid court will probably stay NBA the whole time. They may be able to do some portable team banners or something like that, that, you know, could be pop up banners. Um you know, they kind of show off the team and the team logo. So the, you get, you know, some sort of differentiator, but uh, I'm not really, not really sure what they're playing. Kind of like March Madness style where they put the team banners on the sides. Yeah. The like benches. over the, uh, over the timers mm-hmm. table, you know, they might be able to do something like that. Yeah. That'll be, be interesting to see what they do and like 
how they make it a good viewing experience for the fans, I guess. They uh, they really want to make this interesting and keep the fans engaged somehow. So I think they're gonna they're gonna do some fun like stuff in the crowd somehow. I don't know what, but like you know, if you notice any like even just the MLS's back tournament, they've had like a big jumbotron like at center court, and they'll keep showing random things of fans that are watching the games at home or whatever. So wonder if the NBA is going to try and do something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know what their, what their plan is. Um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see because they, they have kind of an open book, I guess, because there's no, no fans there. So they, you know, they can use the whole of the, of the facility. They can get more probably cameras, you know, down low where there would normally be courtside seats. Um, so, you know, they could probably do some different views that, you know, might make things a little bit better for them. Um, I'm just not quite sure what, uh, what that's going to look like. Yeah. It'll it'll be interesting. I think even in like, be interesting to see what happens with the NHL too, right? Like they've got all that space there behind the glass. Um, I know in some arenas or some American feeds, when you're watching like a Saturday afternoon game, they have like advertisements come up behind the glass for the TV crowd. So I wonder if they're going to try and do something like that when they uh, broadcasting from the bubbles. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah. I noticed that. I, I think it's NBC that does it with the uh, hockey games. They have the, uh, yeah. it's like a, almost like a green screen going on there with the advertising on the glass and all that. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to maybe same thing, like same as soccer, try and, put some fans in there all zoom call and watching the game together or something who knows right yeah i've noticed that that they've done that with uh some of like the uh japanese baseball games and all that maybe they'll put cutouts of like season ticket holders in the stands just like they do in the korean baseball league well i know they're thinking of doing that for baseball oh really yeah i noticed that uh boston's got something where you can purchase like a cutout of yourself oh yeah to put out there on the green monster right yeah and i think if you get hit you get like the ball signed or something and a jersey maybe <laughs> like there was like surprises you can win but it's going to be a heavy fine to like uh to pay for that to did, didn't the mets have a bunch of cutouts stuff. behind yeah. the plate um for their exhibition games against the yankees last weekend i didn't see any of those games but you're probably right yeah they might have yeah it's the only way for them to really make money right because you're not going to actually have fans paying for tickets to go to games so might as well get them to pay like five grand or something ridiculous for a cutout of themselves to be shown in the stands hey look there's me cut out cut out on the tv yeah yeah it's gonna be, be like, it'll be interesting it, to see what they do it'll be like uh, umbrella lady behind the behind the plate at uh, rogers center what about the old or the nona what about the old lady that doesn't move every time there's a foul ball straight back into that screen she just sits there and stares at it like She's an OG. Yeah. That's the, that same, the yeah. yeah, she's the Blue Jay uh, Nona. Oh, okay. Is that how you guys say it? Nona? Nona. Nona? I'm not Italian, so I don't know. Yeah. It's my best impression. Yeah. Close enough, I guess. Portuguese, Italian. That's all They're the like, same shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're all related somehow. Somewhere or another. You guys are just better with the concrete. And you We're guys are and you guys are better things. with bricks. Yeah. Exactly. You can't you can't put bricks up without oh, exactly bricks and mortar, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um. Anyways, Jones, big week uh, ahead of us in the NHL, and their you know kind of key dates for 
you know, getting to the bubble. Um, you know, what's, what does that look like for us? Um, starting, I think it was tomorrow or I guess because we're listening to this on Friday, starting Thursday, um, they're going to be tested every 48 hours and they have to have three consecutive negative tests before they're allowed to get on the charter to fly into the bubble, whether that be Toronto or Edmonton. Um, if they have a failed or a positive test, they need to quarantine longer in their home city. So they could miss an exhibition game or they could miss uh, one of their first round games. It just depends on how long it takes them to get those three negative tests in a row. So a lot of the players, this is a big week for a lot of the players and I guess just for the bubble in the NHL. I saw, um, is it Romanov for the Habs that was supposed to be coming for the, the bubble? Can't play, but he was supposed to be able to practice with them. I guess um, they told him he's not going to be able to enter the bubble um, as planned. He's got to go to Montreal and quarantine before he does his uh, his tests and can enter the bubble. Um, so he got kind of rerouted. Imagine that's probably the same for um, for the other guys that have come over. Yeah, I think well, all the guys that have most of the guys have come over already. So they're they've been here since they started phase three, most of them. Uh, but I know that. I think they've had two positive tests since the start of phase three. So that's pretty good for the NHL. Um, I think a lot of the players are probably taking it pretty seriously. Like I know Max Domi's, he actually reported to camp, which is a good sign for him and for the Montreal Canadiens, uh, big player on their roster to have. He, uh, I guess he feels confident on the way that the Canadians are handling this. And he feels confident on what his life is going to be like in Toronto for however long he's going to be there. So it sounds like the NHL is doing things properly and for the players, they are all liking what they're seeing. So that's a, that's a good thing for the NHL and for all of us hockey fans that want to get some live NHL back on the TV. Yeah. It's a huge bonus for the Habs to have Max Domi because he can fit in nicely in the second uh, line, either playing center or the wing. And he gives uh, Claude Julien some uh, options there to have him playing center of the wing. Yeah, but and don't you guys want to lose? What's, I'm like 50-50 on it. If they lose, then that's fine. We'll get a chance at the draft pick. But if we win, then we get some more playoff hockey and a chance at you know at the Stanley Cup. Who knows? You never know. This is a season where you never know. Anything could happen this year. Anything can happen. So I just want to ask this question. Do you think that whoever wins the Stanley Cup, there's going to be an asterisk beside their name? Or do you think it's going to be like, you won the Stanley Cup, just like any normal year? No, I think they won the Stanley Cup. They had a shortened season before with the Blackhawks winning the Stanley Cup, and no one's ever said anything about them. If there's an asterisk when they've won it, no one said anything. I I almost think it's going to be a little more difficult for a team to win the Stanley Cup this year, to be honest. Yeah, because you got to win more games. For one of the teams that aren't in the top four... Like they're playing those nice round robin games. I know they're seeding games and all, but it's not as demanding as the play in series where you have like you know if you lose two games you're gone or three best of is it best of five play ins best of five yeah yeah it's best of five so if you lose yeah so if you lose uh, three games you're gone home and uh, so you got to win. Got to win three extra games, basically, for any of those teams that are in the play-in rounds. So I think it'll be a little more 
difficult for them to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, so it's basically like 19 games you got to win instead of the uh, third or 16. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be a tougher road this year than it is normally. So yeah, plus you've been off for four months, where you know normally you're in you're in game shape. All these guys got to get back into game shape and you know be ready to go. Um, you know after after a four month layoff, it's going to be going to be extremely difficult for them to hit the ground running at you know the top of their game so you know there's nothing yeah. you know it doesn't matter what workouts you're doing at home there's nothing that can you know duplicate you know on ice work and hockey like there's no there's no workouts that you know are the same as as skating so you know i think i think that makes it you know even more an even more difficult dynamic for these guys that you know another hurdle they've had to overcome in all of this right yeah it's just going to, I think sports coming back, like the next three months are going to be probably one of the the best three months for any sports fan out there. Like you've got three, three of the big four sports all coming back at the same time. September hits and football is supposed to be coming back. And uh, the training camp is supposed to start like next week, I think, in the NFL, uh, maybe the yeah. week after. But, you know, it's it's supposed to start soon. I know there's a lot of questions from the players right now as to, you know, what the safety protocol is, because I don't think they've seen or agreed to anything. But, you know, they're supposed to be coming back. And, you know, from everything yeah. I'm hearing, the plan is for them to come back. So we'll, uh, we'll have heard, to keep an eye uh, on that one. I've heard that they're right now no exhibition games um i've also heard that they've had a lot of positive tests between players now i don't know if that's um leading up to this point like how long those positive tests are over i don't know if it was just they just started testing last week and these are how many players have had it or if it's like over the course of coronavirus season i guess you could call it you know what i mean yeah yeah They've had like what ninety five players confirmed ninety nine ninety something yeah you're yeah. right it's ridiculous but yeah. but that's so. what you're gonna get in the states with like all the cases rising too and how bad it is down there yeah so that's what worries me about this upcoming baseball season like you know they're getting the players to travel and the cases just keep going up and I don't know how they're gonna keep the players safe but hopefully they can and we got the whole season in. Yeah, it's definitely, there's going to be a lot of obstacles for MLB. Um, you know, one, one team outbreak is going to be enough to derail the whole league. So it's, you know, a lot of onus on the players and, you know, they've got to, you know, take responsibility, you know, for themselves and for their teammates and, you know, for their, you know, fellow players. Um, because it's such a such a high risk. Um, it, before we, you know, I guess you know, we might as well talk about the Blue Jays and you know their their uh, situation right before we get into the uh, our our baseball preview. Um, you know, as we sit here on uh, on Wednesday night, uh, sounded this morning like they were going to be playing in Pittsburgh, but um, as of late this afternoon, the Pennsylvania Health minister or departments um you know nixed that plan and you know the blue jays are still homeless so uh as it stands the the jays are uh are nomads they got nowhere to go right now there's a bunch of outlaws i heard uh i heard talk of them just playing home games in the visiting stadium you know 
Like if they go to, if they're supposed to be home against the Yankees, they're going to go and they're going to bat last in Yankee stadium or whatever, wherever they're playing. So I wonder if that's what's ultimately going to, it's going to come down to it kind of sucks for the players. Cause they're just going to be living from hotel room to hotel room. I think they were going to be doing that pretty well anyways. Um, because I, I can't see these guys, yeah. you know, paying for accommodations for, you know, two months when there's so much uncertainty as it is already. And they're already have lost so much of their pay. You know, why would you, you know, want to rent a, rent a place for two months, but yeah, I'd- Maybe 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 Sidney Crosby would have given him a good deal on his guest house or something like that. For, uh... <laughs> well, I'm just saying more like they're gonna have to keep moving, right? Like at least if they're renting a room in Pittsburgh or wherever they are, they have that room to go back to, and it's like they're not gonna pack up all their stuff, right? So they're always gonna they're always gonna be having yeah. to pack up yeah, and, and move and jump from one spot to another spot, and it, for them it's gonna kind of suck. But yeah, and there's nowhere for their families to to really meet up with them. The families are gonna have to meet up with them on the road, so they're gonna have to figure out that dynamic yeah. of the whole thing. And you know, they definitely, you know, lose home field advantage. You, you know, last at bats aside, you know, if if I'm playing the Yankees and you know I'm they're supposed to be on the road, I don't want them having access to all their video equipment, all of their, um, you know their locker room amenities, you know, everything. And I know, I know they're not going to be switching clubhouses or anything like that. You know, I, I, even when Pittsburgh was, uh, was going to be the home, it sounded like, uh, the James were probably going to take over the visitor clubhouse and they were going to build some sort of third clubhouse or, or they had a, you know, an area they could make into a a third clubhouse for the, for the visiting team. So, yeah, I've, I've also heard with the Jays that, you know, Baltimore was an option, um, cause they had a, again, a similar schedule to the Jays. So they may be able to, you know, make Baltimore their home for a little bit. Um, if they get approval to go there and then I don't think Buffalo's off the table yet. I, I, I could see them, I could see them swapping home games for maybe half of them and then maybe just set up in Buffalo for half of them, just so that the guys can get off the road for, you know, a, a home stand at some point where you can, you know, be in one place for, you know, 10 days, you know, Play, play your games, have some off days, you know, at least, you know, have a, a sense of normalcy instead of, you know, moving around every three, four days. Yeah, I know they've already said that their next or their first home stand was supposed to be against Washington. And I know they've already come out and said that they will be playing those games in Washington as the uh, the home team. So they're going to be there for two days or four days instead of two days. So that that's already been decided. That one I don't think is yeah, that one's not the end of the world for them. I don't think it's not a it's not a trip in there. They just extend their their trip. They play two home games. I think you know that one that one makes sense. Um especially it was a conflict date with the uh, the Pirates. Um but it's a you you know you're you're traveling and you got to go from Florida fly into New York. New York's already been at home. And now you're supposed to be playing home games against the Yankees, and and the Yankees are you know staying at their, you know, it, it'd be nice if they could just uh, you know find neutral neutral ballparks like you know instead of playing the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, they could get you know Shea Stadium or something like that yeah. for those three games. Um, you know, I don't think that'll happen. It's probably too much logistics to make that work. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a shame for the Jays because you know they've pretty much lost all their all their home field uh, 
any home field advantage they would have had. And it's going to be, you know, an uphill battle for them now to, uh, you know, to make it work. So if the Jays flip, uh, if they play in Washington like they're supposed to as a home game and then play, go to Philly and play Philly for three as being the home team and batting last in Philly, they have another, like, 16 days to figure out a home for them before they would have an actual home game another home game you know what i mean yeah so. i think their home schedule was pretty backloaded yeah. i think end of august uh early september they have a lot of home games yeah um so that might be where they just suck it up and go to buffalo for a couple weeks and you know i i know it probably was suck for them to have to you know deal with the the minor league amenities but I think at the end of the day, it's probably better to, you know, have a place to call home for two weeks rather than, you know, keep packing up and going to your opponent's uh, home, opponent's ballpark. I think. Yeah, because it's also putting them more at risk by traveling constantly, right? If they had Buffalo and they were okay with Buffalo and second up and playing there, then they could have that time where they get to sit there for a little bit and kind of like quarantine, have their little bubble in Buffalo. I think given- but with constantly traveling and going, they're putting themselves all at risk, the whole team. So I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I think it. <laughs> giving like taking those extra days there gives them enough time to maybe upgrade the lights. Like they were talking about in Buffalo and trying to get Buffalo into like a major league stadium or more of a major league stadium instead of just going there and playing games. Right. Yeah. I don't think that they have the time to make the changes that they would want to see there. Um, but that doesn't mean that, uh, doesn't mean it won't happen ever, but I don't think, I don't think it's realistic for this year. I think they either play with the amenities as they are, or they, uh, they make a decision to play on the road all season. That's pretty much their only options at this point. All right. Um, one other baseball news today that uh, story broke. Mookie Betts gets paid. Um, he signed a 12-year, $365 million extension, I think it was. Um, pretty pretty significant signing, especially in uh, in the state of you know, our, in the, the world currently. Uh, a lot of uncertainty for you know baseball this year and beyond. Um, so to get that um, that investment from the Dodgers is uh, is pretty big. Um, you know, it kind of it's kind of a head scratcher uh, for the Red Sox because it seems they just walked away from the bargaining table. Obviously, bets was you know things have changed and maybe he had an opportunity to get paid, so he just wanted to get paid now, but. The Red Sox offered him ten years, three hundred million. That's countered uh, twelve years. I think it was four twenty. It was like thirty-five mil a season instead of thirty mil. And you know they said no, and they traded him. I, I don't know. Obviously, you know talks may have gone back and forth, and maybe they, you know, maybe they just never had a chance to land on that twelve-year, three sixty-five deal. Um, and you know, now with the state of things, it was, you know, too good for Mookie to pass up, but I thought it was very interesting, very interesting timing for one that it's, you know, night before the the new season starts and two were in COVID era. And, you know, I, I just think, you know, pretty significant news and, you know, the, the fact that money's being spent, uh, by the owners 
Mahomes deal, you know, last week or two weeks ago. Uh, Mookie Betts now and on baseball, uh, you know, positive signs for uh, sports. Yeah, he's making forward. big bucks now. He's now what the second highest paid contract in the MLB right now, or second largest, right after Trout. Yeah, just behind Mike Trout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, in terms of, of dollars, I think um, definitely. I don't know about annual uh, salary, whether he's he's getting more than uh, than Bryce, but uh, definitely, you know, definitely in terms of you know the the gross of the the deal, yeah. he's the second highest. Which which is fitting. He's probably you know been the second best player behind Trout. So and good for him for not even there. playing one game yet with the Dodgers and getting paid, but. He must, yeah, like you said, he must yeah. like it there right now. So, good on him for signing that big contract. I'd like to get that kind of money. Same here. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, with that, boys, let's get into our baseball preview. Who's ready? Let's go. Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's do this. Kudo, you ready? All right. Well, let's start. Let's start on the West Coast. Let's just run through the uh, the NL and the AL West. Um, give us your thoughts on uh, on who we got. So, start in the NL West. Uh, we got the Dodgers, uh, we got the Padres, we got the Diamondbacks, we got the Rockies, and we got the Giants. Uh, Dodgers, I think, are head and shoulders favorite to win the NL West. Um, but do you guys see any other potential suitors in there? Is there any surprise teams that, that are going to jump up at us this year? I'm wondering about the Padres. They're, uh, they've got a lot of young talent. I think they might be someone to keep an eye out for. This year, the Diamondbacks got Madison Baumgartner, so that'll help out their Mad Bomb, their uh, starting pitching for sure. Uh, Giants, I think, are just throw them away. They're not going to do anything this year. Hey, you can't totally throw them away. It's a rebuild right now. Okay, just don't throw the Giants away. No, well, they're being thrown away because they're not going to do anything in the sixty-game season. Kudo. That's all I'm saying. You never know. You never um, know. Just don't, just don't throw them away. Yeah, okay? I, I think. The Giants I Giants and uh, Rockies are probably long shots to to compete out there. The Rockies could, you know, they're just one of those meddling cores right now where they've got some players, but, you know, they just haven't been able to put it together recently. So I don't think their pitching has improved. I don't, I, I don't have the roster in front of me, but I don't think that they are um, a much improved ball team over last year. So I can't see them uh, competing. Padres definitely, I think, are the most intriguing team. Um, you know, they've got that young core. They've spent some money on free agents. Um, their pitching is going to be improved. They've got a lot of young hurlers as well. Um, so they're definitely one to watch. I think in a 60-game sprint, they could, uh, you know, they could even put some pressure on the Dodgers. But I think the Dodgers are going to come out of the NL West. Do you think uh, the Rockies end up tra- trading Arenado? Uh, there's been rumors about that. Didn't I could maybe I could see it happening. Didn't he sign a big uh, a big ticket extension with them? I think so. Yeah. Like wasn't wasn't he like didn't he get a over a two hundred million contract? I, with I them? think that was a uh, that wasn't too long ago, wasn't it? But they they have been talking about trading him, and it seems like there's some uh, issues with the with him and the organization right now. Just doesn't seem like they're uh, they got a healthy relationship. Yeah, he signed a eight year two hundred sixty million contract extension in february it's hard to see them trading that away but you never know you know i I guess if you know the waters have soured in the the covid months then uh you know anything's possible all right let's switch over to the uh al west 
Um, so in the AL West, we've got the Astros, the Angels, the Athletics, the Rangers, and the Seattle Mariners. So pretty pretty good division. Um, I'd say you know going to be a very competitive division. Um, I'd say the Rangers are probably the only team that's really a write-off there. Um, the Athletics and their money ballers. Um, Seattle always seems primed to make a run. Um, their uh, their GM has uh, names escaped me at the moment. He's the he's a gambler. He's like he runs a fantasy baseball team. He trades trades whoever <laughs> he wants. He's just you know he's a gunslinger there. Uh, the Angels are improved. They've got um, they got Otani coming back. Uh, plus they signed uh, from the Nationals the third baseman. Um, Rendon. Rendon, yeah. So they've got uh, they got some pieces there. Um, you know they could uh, you know they could make a splash. Uh, Going to be a very very interesting season in the AL West, I think. I think you're right. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to see what's going to happen to Houston. I'm wondering, like, there's going to be no fans in the stands, so you know there's not going to be anyone there banging pots or. Booing. Banging garbage cans or booing or whatever. Well, you'll uh, really be able to hear it this year if uh, if they are banging cans still. Yeah, that's so that's going to go against them. So we'll see what their their batter their hitters are like with uh, no garbage cans banging. Yeah, I, I think um, it, I think it's actually probably going to play to their advantage because they're not going to be getting the abuse that they would from the fans on the road everywhere they go. They're you know yeah you know. Fans would be all over them in the stadium. They'd probably be waiting outside their hotel rooms all over them. Um, now that they're in, you know, they're going to be in somewhat of a bubble. You know, they're probably not going to be going out in the town. I think it's probably, you know, plays to their advantage to, and probably gives them an upper hand to to repeat in the AL West there. Yeah. yeah, but they could be playing, like, the crowd booing them while they're coming up to the plate throughout the speaker system. Yeah, but that's, and then, that's just speaker And then noise. you know they're going to get the abuse from the pitchers because you know they're going to get thrown at because we've seen it a few times in some of the exhibition games already. I think last night uh, three of the uh, Houston uh, batters got hit. Well, the one guy that got hit, like it brushed his jersey. Like it didn't actually hit him. It was, oh, yeah, that was Berkman. Yeah, I think he got just brushed his jersey. Yeah, it's all it's all in the mindset of the player, though. If, if you're willing to go up there and you know just take your licks and get on base – you know they're going to have that many more base runners than everybody else to, and they have a pretty powerful lineup. So, uh, if you want to give them free base runners and then take your, you know, take your chances, you know that's, you know that'll be a you know on the team to to deal with. So, you know, in a sixty game sprint, I can't see teams throwing away a game in a series because they want to you know get their cheap shots in against the Astros. Maybe they save that for next year when it's you know one sixty again, and they. Uh, you know, they have some more opportunities to throw at them. You know, I don't think, you know, I don't think you want to waste, waste games or waste series trying to get revenge on, on the Astros. I just don't see, you know, how it makes sense for these teams to do that this year, maybe near the end of the season, certainly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but when they're out the of it, yeah, maybe I can't, you know, I, I think it's going to be very tough. You know, maybe you pick a target and, you know, you hit somebody a couple times so that they're, you know, hurting a little bit, but, um, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be hitting five guys a game. Well, on Tuesday night's game, there Altuve took one in the forearm, and then I guess when he was coming home, I don't know if it was a slide or something, but 
they said he left the game with like I think uh, his knee or something. So he could be injured. We don't know what's going on there. I haven't heard nothing yet about yeah, that. That's a, injuries are going to play such a big part in this season uh, because it's only sixty games. You don't have time to recover. So the next it's going to be next man up, and you know even like platoon guys, you know if they get hot, you know you got to ride a hot hand here. You can't just be. Uh, you know, the managers have got to manage. They can't just throw the same lineup out there and hope for the best. They got to, you know, use the hot hand that they got and, you know, recognize when somebody doesn't have it and, you know, get them out of the lineup. Um, so, you know, the managers yep. are really going to have a hard time as well. They got to, you know, earn their paychecks this year. Yeah, and definitely ride that hot stick. Who's ever got the hot bat for that week or so, whatever, just ride them out. Okay, let's take a look at the AL Central. Um, so we've got uh, the Minnesota Twins. Uh, we got Cleveland, Kansas City Royals, Chicago White Sox, and the Detroit Tigers. Um, considerably less competitive of a division than when you look at um, the AL West and you know even the AL East. Um, you know the Tigers are not very good. Uh, the Royals are rebuilding; they're not going to be very good. Um, the White Sox are. In peak rebuild, I would say, um, you know, their players are, are there now. They're ready to see kind of the the fruits of the rebuild. But are they ready to compete? Um, are they going to have it for a 60-game sprint and, you know, you know, make some surprise? Maybe. Um, Indians are kind of at the other end where they're kind of aging out and, you know, almost getting back to, you know, starting starting a rebuild over again there. Um, will they be able to compete? I know they've sold off a lot of pieces. I don't know what they really look like. Um, and then the twins seem like the, the powerhouse in that, uh, in that division. So I expect they're going to be the ones to, uh, to win. But, um, what are you guys thinking? Uh, the Chicago white Sox made a few moves this off season, I think to help that young core that they got. They, uh, they picked up Edwin and Encarnacion. They've got, they picked up two pitchers, Dallas Keuchel and Gio Gonzalez. So I think I think they're going to surprise some people. I don't know I don't know if we can say they're going to win the division. I I feel like the White Sox are going to make the playoffs this year and they're one of my picks later on to to uh, make a playoff position. Um I don't think like Detroit and Kansas City I think they're just going to be not doormats, but they're just there to play their 60 games and then go home. Um, Cleveland, like you said, they've kind of at their other end of their, they've reached the peak and they're on their decline and starting to rebuild again. So be interesting. And then uh, the twins added another blue Jay and Josh Donaldson. So that'll be, see if he can make it rain in Minnesota. I think he's got a shot there. I kind of like the twins coming out of there. I think they got some potential to be a really good team this year, especially with only 60 games, right? But that's also the other thing with 60 games is anybody can come out of there. All it takes is a couple guys to be on a hot streak, yeah. and then you could have you could you could actually have the Tigers make the playoffs. It just takes a hot stick <laughs> and a hot team. Yeah. Hey, just saying. I think hey, it's it's coming from left field. I think you never that's know. A fetch, kudo. You never know. Anything could happen. Are, are, are you going to lock that in? No, I'm not locking that in. <laughs> I, I don't have the yeah, hey, I don't yeah. have the Tigers on, moving on. It I'm just saying it's a possibility that it could happen. I'm not locking it in. Lock it I think in. We can, I think we can all agree that the Tigers <laughs> are not making the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, 
All right, let's take a look at the NL Central. Um, we got the Cardinals. Uh, we got Chicago Cubs, Milwaukee Brewers, uh, Cincinnati Reds, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. I feel like this is going to be yeah. a tight division. I think they're all are like they're usually a couple of these teams are battling it out till the very end to make the playoffs. So be an interesting division to uh, yeah, keep your eye on, on I guess, that. this year. Like, it'd be a good good couple series between those teams playing each other and trying to compete for winning the, the division. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Pirates are pretty much a write off in the Central um, the, for the NL. I you know I just don't see them being able to to compete with the other four teams. Um, but I think, you know, I think Cincinnati's going to surprise a lot of teams this year. Uh, they've got a really good lineup. They brought in a couple free agents, uh, Nick Castellanos. Um, they'll be able to take advantage of the DH, um, and, you know, put a real heavy, heavy hitting lineup on the field every day. Um, they've got good pitching. Um, they got, you know, Sonny Gray, Castillo's yep. his name. Yep. Lewis Castillo. Um, They've had a Brower. Yeah, they've so they've got you know um, Amir Garrett. Um, I think he's in the bullpen. Is Wade Miley there? Yes, he is. Wade Miley, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, so they they've got yeah Trevor yeah. Bauer. I um, forgot about Bauer outage. Yeah. So they've got they've got a really you know legit team that you know if they can put it together they got a good chance. Um, and the Brewers are going to be pretty competitive. They're always you know always strong there. They've got you know some real bangers and. Um, guy like Ryan Braun is just primed to be a DH, so he doesn't even have to play the field anymore. So they get rid of a defensive liability and keep his bat in the lineup. So he's going to be good. Um, same thing with the Cubs; they got you know Kyle Schwarber, uh, so they can play some more of their younger guys because they don't have to you know bury Schwarber uh, in the field to get keep his bat in the lineup. Uh, so. You know, they're gonna they got a chance I don't know a whole lot about the Cardinals and what they've done with their lineup I think they're you know their cores aging a little bit um, you know they they do a really good job with scouting and development so I wouldn't be surprised if they have some young guys ready to roll in there I know they've got you know flarity on the mound um, but I think that they're probably a little weaker than yeah when did the Cubs get Jason Kipnis I must have missed that transaction um Sometime in the offseason. Offseason? Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't a trade. It was a signing, right? Or something? I would imagine so. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't pay close enough attention to the Cubs to uh, to know one way or the other. Yeah. Um, But I do know he's there, but I don't even know if he's going to be starting, so. Well, he's projected, I think, to uh, play second base right now with them. They got a rookie, um, Horner. Horner, I think his name is, and uh, you know, he's supposed to be a pretty decent player that um, is slotted to get some playing time there as well. So, um, yeah, and all Central is going to be pretty pretty tight race. I think um, a lot of competitive teams there as well. So that one in a in a sixty game sprint is going to be entertaining to watch. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to keep a close eye on that division. All right, let's take a look at the NL East now. Uh, we've got uh, the Miami Marlins, uh, Washington Nationals, Atlanta Braves, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the New York Mets. Again, this is going to be a, you know, it's pretty tough. Miami's probably a write-off, but even them, they've got a lot of young guys that could uh, could surprise you. Um, the Phillies seem primed to compete. They're still spending money. They brought in McCutcheon. They brought in Segura. 
Um, or not, they had Segura. They brought in um, Didi Gregorius. Didi, yep. Yeah, Didi's a big one for them. Um, so they're they're primed. Um, McCutcheon, I guess they had last year, but he was hurt most of the year, so he's back healthy now. They've got uh, got Bryce. They've got Hopkins. What's that? Hoskins. Reese. Yeah. Um, they got the catcher uh, from the Marlins. His name escapes me always. Oh, JT. Yeah, Real Muto. Real Muto. Yeah. Um, so they're they've got a good good squad. The, the Nationals are the defending champs. Um, they lost um, say, say, Daniel Murphy. Um, no, he was already gone. Same guy you already mentioned for me before with the Angels that I can't seem to remember his name for the life of me. Um, but anyway, they lost him. Oh, random. Uh, they've they've got uh, they got a rookie named uh, Carter Kaboom, who's a top prospect that's ready to supposed to be ready to step in. They did lose. Um, their big slugger there. Um, I'm just blanking on all these names. Zimmerman. Um, yeah, he's, he's not playing. He Zimmerman. And so did Joe Ross. So that might, that's going to hurt them a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, you know, then, you know, the Atlanta Braves, you know, have all these young core pieces that are ready to peak. They were, you know, they're in the pennant race last year. Um, they've got a very good young starting rotation. Um, so I, I, you know, NL East, I don't even, I think it is, is a tough one to call. The Mets have, you know, probably the, one of the best rotations in, uh, in baseball, especially their top three, um, you know, yeah. DeGrom, uh, Syndergaard and Stroman. Um, and then I think they got Steven Matz and Rick, uh, um, Purcello. Purcello, yeah. Purcello. So, like, I don't think, uh, Syndergaard's, uh, playing this year. Is he hurt? I think he's getting Tommy. Isn't Tommy John he's getting or something? They don't have him. I, I don't think they have him listed. Could be, yeah. As a, yeah, I, I, no, I, starting, I think I, I do rotation. recall he got injured in, in the spring. Yeah, he got injured in the spring, I think. Yeah. He might have been getting Tommy John. I'm not 100% sure on that one. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but that even still, the the other four guys are pretty, you know, formidable there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, NL East is a real crapshoot. And then on top of that, they got to play the AL East, which is you know another you know big division on paper. Um, you got the Yankees, you got the Red Sox, you got the Rays, you got the upcoming Jays, and then you got the Orioles. Orioles, I think we all expect nothing from, and they're just probably going to get buried with all the opponents they have to face this year in in the AL East and the NL East. So I'm going to write them off. They're going to, they're one of they're they're right beside the Detroit Tigers in my book as a write off for this season. <laughs> they got no pitching, so probably like it, it might as and well it might sure, as well have been uh, me in there like hanging curveballs for them yeah. to hit over the fence, just golfing them to the golfing them into the river or whatever is close there over the into the warehouse across the street. Um, yeah. yeah, but like AL East is stacked with the Yankees yeah. and Rays. Um, Red Sox will need to rebound. They had a pretty off year last year. Um, they didn't do a whole lot to make their team better, in my opinion, in the offseason. They tried to cut salary. They traded David Price. They traded Mookie Betts. Um, they lost Rick Porcello to free agency. So I, I don't know that the Red Sox are going to be good enough to compete with, uh, uh, with the Yankees and Rays. 
Um, but then you got the Blue Jays who invested a lot. They brought in some pitching. They got the young guys that are, you know, ready for their first, you know, full season. And it, it's going to be interesting. You know, they don't have a home. So we already talked that, you know, the motivation could be uh, a problem for them as the, the season wanes on. And if they start to drop out of it, I, I can't see them having the motivation to get back into it. Uh, but if they get a hot start and they just want to play, um, you know, they want to, they want to be the sob story and, you know, they want to use that motivation that it's them against the world and, you know, taking a run with it. I, I could see them taking a run with it. I think they've got, they're like the White Sox. They've got a real good shot with a young core to, uh, to surprise teams, especially in this uh, 60 game sprint. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I look at the, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, last year, they led the AL and ERA. And I think that they've just going to improve on that this year. Um, I really hope the Yankees don't win a game this year just because it's the New York Yankees. But, uh, you know, they they signed Garrett Cole, so that just bolsters their starting rotation. And uh, I guess we'll see. Absolutely. It's, it'll be very um, interesting to see that, what happens in the AL East. Can transition not to our rare steaks but you know these ones are going to simmer on the grill a little bit longer um you know some of the the old-fashioned guys that uh you know want a little gristle on their on their meat there they want it to, to age you know it's going to be a nice prime aged steak cooked well done um to the end of the season here um but i want to get i want to go through and, and get everybody's picks for division winners wild card and then we'll take a look at um who we think is going to win each uh, each league and who's going to face off in the World Series there. Um, so let's uh, let's start. Let's let's just start back where we started here. NL West. Who do you guys got winning the NL West? That's also what I have as well. I have the Dodgers winning the uh, NL West. Yeah, me I got too. the Dodgers. I think that. Was, so we all we're all on the Dodgers. We're all agree on that one. We're all so that, on the Dodgers. So if you're bet, if you're a betting man, let's bet the Padres. Start <laughs> with their record. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so we're all in the Dodgers. Uh, what do you guys think in the AL? The AL West? AL West, yeah. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Angels. That's also who I decided that was <laughs> going to win the division as well because I do not want to see Houston win again. So I picked the Angels to uh, win that division. All right, I'm going to go a little different direction. My, my sports gut's telling me one thing. My head's telling me another. And I didn't do enough research to really uh, make a, a proper educated decision on this. But I'm going to take the Seattle Mariners. I'm taking Atta the boy. Seattle Mariners. I think uh, I think they're ready in a 60 game sprint. I think I'm hoping this is their their time to peak. Um, I didn't. I don't recall what the uh, the fantasy GM did this off season, but I'm I'm assuming good things. Um, let's pivot to the AL Central. So I'm going to take the Minnesota Twins. Well, I'm going to have to agree with you because that's also who I picked was the Twins to take that one. I just think they have more power than the other teams in that division. So I'm going with the Twins. I am going to go with the Chicago White Sox. Oh, boy. boy. Gus, I hope you're listening and you heard that. Our four fans in Chicago just erupted in cheers. I can hear, I can hear them through the headset. <laughs> exactly. Me too. Okay, NL, uh, NL Central. Jones, who you got? The NL Central? I am going to go with the Cincinnati Reds. We're finally not agreeing because I'm going with the Chicago Cubs for my division winner out of that. And we've got zero agreement here as I'm going to take the Milwaukee Brewers. Ooh. Right. 
Um, Kudo, NL East. NL East. I've got the Philadelphia Phillies taking the big W in that one and winning the division. Phils. My good buddy Jeff Collins will appreciate that pick. Jones, what do you got in the NL East? The New York Mets. Ooh. Marcus Stroman. Interesting. Oh, you love the Stro show. What do I do? I'm, you know, I, I think this one's a no-brainer. I'm taking the Braves. boy. That's a good pick. All right. And then AL East, I'll go first. I got the Rays. Ooh. That's a bald pick, I think. I'll go second. And, Oscar, I'm going to agree with you on the Rays. Really? I hate to do it, but I decided to go with the stinking Yankees. I've got them winning that division. I think they got too many um, heavy bats, and they're just going to destroy pitchers this year. What's Carly going to think about that one? She's not going to like it, but that's too bad. All right, now let's uh, we'll pick our uh, we'll pick our wild card. No, it doesn't have to be wild card one, wild card two. Just give me who you think's going to make the playoffs in the in the wild card. Um, we'll do, you know, we'll do one wild card each and then we'll get to our second. So in the NL for my wild card number one spot, I've got the Washington Nationals. I have in the NL, the San Diego Padres. And I've got the Nats as well. So I'll, I'll reveal them here because, uh, hopefully, hopefully my second one's not the same as Kudo, but I figured I'd get the anticlimactic one out of the way. (laughs) My second is the Reds. Ah, oh, damn it. Shout, shout out to uh, Red That's Lake County um, and all of our other American listeners through uh, Cincinnati and uh, Covington, Kentucky, and uh, with a stop in uh, Ann Arbor. Well, I also agree with you on the Reds <laughs> there, Osk. Jones? I am going to take the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I was debating whether to take them or the Reds, but I took the Reds. I don't know why, but... I might regret it. Well, I think three teams coming out of one division this short season is going to be going to be pretty hard. So I can't see it's two uh, yeah two difficult. wild cards coming out of the same uh, same division. So uh, we'll slide over to the AL. Jones, you want to kick us off? Sure. I'm going to go with the Houston Astros. Kudo. <laughs> I'm going to take the Chicago White Sox. All right, and I'm going to take. Uh, the Angels of Anaheim. Second wild card, I'm going to take... It pains me to do it, to be honest. It really pains me to take those darn shy socks. And I know Gus is shaking his head. He's saying, Hosk, what are you talking about? But it, it, it pains me. I don't think they're ready, but they're going to get in. The shy socks are going to get in, and then we'll see what they're made of. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, and I'm going to pick... Four teams out of Ooh. the East and go with the Yankees. And well, my last pick, <sighs> I hate to do it, but I got to go with the Houston Astros. I don't want to see them win, but I'd rather see them get seen with balls all season long. All right, so let me recap here. So Kudo's got the Dodgers, Angels, Twins, Cubs, Phillies, Yankees, Nationals, Reds, Shy Sox, and Astros getting in. Jones has the Dodgers, Angels, Shy Sox, Reds, Mets, Rays, Padres, Braves, Astros, and Yankees getting in. And I've got the Dodgers, Mariners, Twins, Brewers, Braves, Rays, Nats, Reds, Angels, and Shy Sox. Um, now let's take a let's take a step further. Well, we'll. 
obviously when playoffs come around, we'll, we'll revisit, we'll talk about, you know, how bad we sucked and how we went, you know, over, over 10 on our picks here. Uh, but, uh, let's just, uh, let's think, who do, who do we think is coming out of each league? Who's going to meet in the world series and, you know, uh, give me a world series winner. I guess I'll start for you. I'm going way out into left field here with my World Series and winner. I'm going to take the Mets versus the Rays. Wow. And the Mets winning the World Series. Wow, that's interesting. The new ownership group's going to be thrilled. Maybe I'm part owner. <laughs> you wish. Arcudo, you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, you go ahead. All right. Um, mine is not as uh, as brave as uh, as Jones. Uh, I'm gonna take the Twins, and I'm gonna take the Braves, and I've got the Braves winning the championship this year. I think that'd be a good series. You want to bet? Kudos picking the Dodgers and the Yankees. How did you know? How did you <laughs> I know? Just, <laughs> I'm just that smart, Kudo. I just figured you know the Dodgers would be back there again. Third time's a charm, and they're going to win it this year against the Yankees. I just figure with the, the the hitting power the Yankees have, and they got pretty good pitching, I think they have a shot at doing it, especially with the 60s uh, game season. And then the Dodgers, I feel like adding Mookie Betts helps out in the field and everything. That uh, I think it's their time to finally win one with a shortened season. They've been like snake-bitten every year, and I think this year it's their time to actually win it and bring home the gold all right sounds good well we'll let those simmer throughout the season and we'll uh we'll revisit come uh come baseball playoff time uh, now do we want to head out and do our uh, our rare steaks of the week yeah i think it's time to grill some up well i was gonna say i got a couple props to ask you guys oh here we just, go just just a couple just to see what you guys think found them kind of interesting most home runs for the season is set at 19.5 you think that's going to be an over or an under by an individual player? I'm gonna, yeah. Oh, I'm going over. I think someone can actually hit 20 and 60. So I'm going over. Yeah, the balls. Should the we, balls. Should we write this one right down now. as well? The balls flying. I'm going to say over as well. I think. I think you'll get a, a yeah. 20, 21, 22 home run guy. Yeah. Okay. Um. Highest batting average at .345. Ooh. Over or under. Point three four five. Yeah, because I think somebody like Mookie Betts could pull that off again. Usually you get guys flirting okay. with four hundred through like you know, through a hundred games some season. So I, I think yeah. that you know, I think that you know three forty five is definitely attainable this season. It's just gonna take one good month. Absolutely. That's half the season. So one yeah. good month and they can I think yeah, the over I'm gonna say. Highest strikeout total, ninety eight point five. Ooh. For the whole season? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say over again. You know what? I'll just go under just so we don't agree on everything. All right. And the last one, seeing as you guys touched on her earlier, will a player hit 400 for a batting average? Yes is at plus 800 and no is at minus uh, 1,200. Uh, is this a qualifying player or just any player? I, they would have to qualify. Good. You, mm. didn't let me take the, you didn't let me take the escape out. Um I'm just no. Nobody's gonna hit 400. Somebody's gonna hit like 385. I almost want to say yeah, but then I don't see. I can't see it happening with 60 games. But it could, because it just takes, like I said, it just takes one good month or so. And mm, I'm gonna go no. 
All right. That's all I got for you. All right. Sweet. All right. I think it was another uh, dismal week for us in our, uh, our rare stakes. Um, hopefully everybody bet the opposite of us and made some money. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I went two for two. All right. I was 500. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At least you went 500. You, uh, you're carrying the, you're carrying us right now. Yeah. But you, uh, you did lose the head to head battle, which is all that really matters. So with those two wins you got, you're going to be in negative money when you have to go and, uh, purchase those steaks to grill up for me. Yeah, I know. I know. You definitely lost. Um, I'll just, I'll spare you this week, Kudo. I'll, I'll take the lead for us. Oh, thank God. Um, I noticed I'm one game behind you guys in all the picks, so I, I'm doing five this week just so that I get my number back to a nice round number, same as yours. Um, I'm going to call this the week of the draw. Um, I've got, uh, I've got five picks. They're all coming from the pitch. Uh, last week, one and three overall 14, 13 right now. Need a big week to come back strong here. Um, so I'm taking... Arsenal over Watford. That's my only winner this week. Arsenal over Watford. Um, and then I've got four draws coming at you. I've got Everton and Bournemouth in a draw. I've got Burnley versus Brighton in a draw. I've got in the it- Italia, Serie A, um, Cagliari versus Udinese with a draw. And Verona versus Lazio with a draw. Well done, Hosk. Well done. Kudo, do you want to throw us out some picks this week or what? Yeah, I guess I will, considering I went one for three last week. <laughs> but this week, uh, finally, baseball's back. So welcome back. And I'm going with some picks with the baseball, and I'm going to pick all Saturday games. And I've got Baltimore versus Red Sox, and I'm taking the Red Sox in that one. Then I got the Marlins and Phillies, and I'm taking Phillies in that one. And then I got KC and Cleveland. And I'm taking Cleveland in that one. And then my last one, I've got the Diamondbacks and Padres, and I'm taking the Diamondbacks. And those are my rare stakes for this week. Hopefully the diamond is treats you better, eh? Hopefully. I usually do well with baseball, but who knows, because this is the first week and He's everybody re- can get hot. Well, oh, I was just about to say you're, you've run out of excuses, but I see you've already, you're already prepping some for next week. So, uh, oh, you definitely know I am. There. <laughs> I always have to have an excuse with my picks for lately. We gotta get back to those winning ways. All right, so uh, I went two and two last week. Lost a crucial, crucial head-to-head matchup. Now one and one with Hosk on head-to-head uh, games. Um, I'm going to the pitch as well. I'm gonna do two in England and two in Italy. I'm gonna start off with a the Tottenham Hotspurs defeating Crystal Palace. And then I'm going to take Wolverhampton to beat Chelsea. This Wolverhampton needs to win to qualify for a major tournament next year. So I think they're going to come out and play their best game of the year. And then in Italy, I'm going to take Roma over Florentina. And then I'm also going to take a draw between Caligari and Udinese. And no, me and Hosker did not talk about this beforehand. Are you sure? Yeah, because you seem pretty guilty with that. I, I'm sure it's, it's the week of the draw. Yeah. All right, that sounds some uh, pretty good rare stakes there, boys. So uh, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us for our eighth episode. We appreciate all the love and support. Uh, even though we're not improving, we'll try to be better next week. And I, you know, that's not going to happen. You can uh, give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one. 
Facebook when one of you five listeners create a Facebook page for us. Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show. Uh, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Join us next week. We will be previewing the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs and the restart of the NBA season. See you next week, and we'll get into sports and stuff. Producer Pat, hit the music. Bye. Bye.